All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. of the internet it is time for on comicsgrounds.com flagship podcast panel to panel where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such we are back once again once again to talk about all the good comic nerdy news all that fun shit in the sphere we are gonna have a a fun topic after a little bit of news for you folks so thank you for coming back and enjoying this podcast that we love doing for you good folks we've been on a hiatus it's it's i will be the first one to admit it's been a rough few months hell it's been a rough two years but we are going to continue power through because we love comic books we love nerdy stuff and we're going to keep doing what we love doing my name is james portis uh to my left we have the woman who is still alive thank the lord she is making her molds in her dungeon and hiding them from her wife that way her wife doesn't take them from her we have mary how you doing this evening i want to make a really terrible joke but i probably shouldn't (laughs) I may be still alive, but my dad is it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, bro. You realize, like, okay, so, like, I'm going to say this on recording. Like, Mary, I worship the devil, and that was a lot. <laughs> Yo, okay. But honestly, honestly trap, she warned. She she warned me it was gonna I, happen, I and, and I, I I purposely didn't tell you because I wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> honestly, the dark humor is how I'm coping, and my dad. Where do you think my you know dry, terrible sense of humor comes from? It came from my dad. He would yes. approve of all of these jokes. See, <laughs> and in all good spirits, if your dad is fucking. Looking up at us, being like, "Ha, got him!" Like, <laughs> Lord, then I'm in. Uh, all right, and then to my right, we have the man who is still growing that amazing fro. Um, who's going to Disneyland in like tomorrow, and I'm so jealous, and I hate you for it. Um, we have Travis Tucker. How are you doing this evening? Ready to build not one but two lightsabers. Bro, don't even build them. Just buy the legacy ones. Don't do that to yourself. Get you you that Mace Windu, dog. See, but like, Cece and I are going to pick Kyber Crystals. That's going to happen. Okay, fair enough. I'll (laughs) I'll give you that. That's some some deep good shit, so I'll give you that. That's going to happen. Fair enough. Okay. 
All right, don't forget, folks, that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon, and you know, b- like both Amazon Music and Audible support our podcast. So regardless of what app you use, you can still access the podcast. So like if you want to flip between like an audiobook and us, and I might even work on getting like an Audible like promotion code for us, because that'd be kind of dope. But like you can do that. So take advantage of that. We're also on Pandora. Um we're on high our hand radio, like I said, a couple different different places. Wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, um, please check us out and subscribe to us. We will be setting up a new program uh with Apple Podcasts here soon where you can uh, uh subscribe for early content and bonus episodes. So get ready for that. Um you can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast and check out the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. All right. All that fun shit is done with. We're going to start off with a little bit of light news and then dive into tonight's topic. So, first thing on the docket is we were given the cast list for the upcoming Injustice animated movie. And as Ian, um, our um, social media uh, man- manager, put it the best. And I know why this is happening, but I don't agree with it. So I'm going to quote Ian. Why is this a thing? Like, it's very much like we have Yuri Lowenthal as The Flash. We have Janet Varney, yay for me and Mary, as Wonder Woman, even though Mary, Mary doesn't know how she feels about that. Um, uh, Jillian Jacobs as Harley Quinn. Um, Brian T. Delaney as Green Lantern. Uh, Brandon Michael Hall as Cyborg. Um... I know, I forget who was playing Batman, they announced it. Um, oh yeah, Dustin Hartley is playing Batman, which I'm kind of excited for that. Um, and I'm very much in a very concerned state of like, yo, DC, I get why you're doing this, but like, because like, the, the, the reason why is because they know for a fact that normal, casual comic book fans don't get on YouTube and look at the scenes for the Injustice games as, like, the movies, and, like, because, like, they because it doesn't resonate with them, and also it's illegal, technically, and WB and Netherworld have the right to take them down at any time, but I find myself just kind of eyeballing this, like, the comics are readily available on digital and print, and the video game is playable on the easiest of settings that anybody can beat it. Like, anybody can pick up these video games and enjoy them. I don't get why we are making a movie out of Injustice. Thoughts, folks? Honestly, because it'll sell. The games were wildly, wildly successful, especially Injustice 2, which honestly is the superior game. See, in terms of mechanics, I agree with you. In terms of story, I'd have to disagree. But in terms of mechanics, yes. But what you just said, James, is an absolute fact. Like, the, the, the mechanics for Injustice 2, because, like, at, at its core is a fighting game. Yeah. We're so clean and polished <coughs> in comparison well, to Mortal the Kombat, Because Mortal Kombat 11 came out and was actually <laughs> inferior in a lot of ways to Injustice 2. Well, because the mechanics in Mortal Kombat are a little different. Like, you don't have, like, level transitioning and yeah. all those different inverted bounces that you can do, like, you're supposed to try and go for in Injustice. They're just not there. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, I uh, I feel like I already saw Batman shank Superman with Golden Kryptonite once. I'm not sure I want to see it again. Right? 
I like it's very much like I get why WB is getting it, and Mary just put it like plainly, like they know it'll sell. But unless they're gonna start from the beginning of the year one comic, I I I don't give a fuck. Like like I'll watch it to review it, and we can talk about it on the show. But in terms of purchasing it, like long term to rewatch and rewatch, I I don't yeah. It's very much like. Cool cash. You got freaking Anson Mount as Superman and Justin Hartley as Batman. Like, cool shit. Laura Bailey's gonna be Wonder Woman. Dope. I'm, I was kind of getting sick of her being Black Widow, so her being um, Wonder Woman's kind of dope. But I'm, I, I got the books on my shelf. This isn't for me. Hopefully, people like casual fans enjoy this. I well, I mean, even even then. You know, Injustice 2 did not stay connected to the comics at all. No, it did not. <laughs> so I think there's actually a huge disconnect between um, the comics and the video game. Like, the, like and... Netherworld literally gave Tom Taylor a middle finger when they're like, yo, we're going to yeah. rewrite, we're going to rewrite how Damien went to Superman. And I'm like, what the fuck? Full disclosure, I am watching the Parade of Nations because the Olympics are on and the U.S. is about to come up, and I really hope we don't look stupid. Oh my gosh. Do I still sound all right? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure because, like, Mary went a little staticky on my end, and I figured it was probably my microphone, so I wanted to make sure. All right. Um, so, I think, like, Travis, are you going to watch this? Uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> um, Mary, are you going to watch it? I lose Mary. I mean, yeah, I'll probably watch it, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how I really feel about it. I don't know how I'm feeling about the vocal cast. Like, I love Janet Barney, but I don't know if she's got the voice for it. And it should, it should be a, kill, a killer black canary. But, um,. Is a point that Ian made, and I think he has a really good point, is that you had the perfect vocal cast. And I think that's what's getting me about this, is that you went from an adaptation fueled by voice actors to another adaptation fueled by voice actors. So, like, it's just kind of bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Know. Because, I mean, you know, adapting a video game to live action, that's one thing. You know, the voice actors don't often look like the characters. But, um, I, I don't know, it's just so bizarre that you go from, you know, not even just random voice actors for the game. I mean, you know, you had people like, you know, Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg. They've been doing these characters for literal decades. At like, like, other than um, Rosenbaum, you brought back the entire original OG Justice League for that freaking game to the point you even got Phil Lamar to voice Jon Stewart for the cutaways like you did good but now you're like I, I don't know what you're doing why is Mary muted the US is about to walk in Victoria I wanted to watch it so I went to go get her oh okay <laughs> All right, so, so you, you, you too, man. 
Okay, so so Mary's gonna watch the U.S. come into the into the game for a second. So we're gonna go ahead and move on. V- very much our, our consensus is cool, but I don't know. Like I'm like I I feel like that's a great stance. What do you think, Travis? I'm sorry, I'm getting caught up on reading your uh, your Twitter. We, we, we will be there in a minute. I'm sorry. You saw. You already saw what I wrote to this motherfucker, and now I'm like, I'm kind of focused. <laughs> Bro, it just gets worse. That's why I'm like, yo, we're only gonna mention it. But okay, we're gonna go ahead and move on real quick. But like, before we dive into the main topic, um, so uh, Titans, the 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 now H, not instead of DC Universe, the now HBO Max, um, original picture, it, it released its first trailer for season three. And what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> What the actual hell are y'all doing? Because you, you literally go, yo, Joker immediately kills Jason. And then instantaneously, he's already Red Hood. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I had figured, and I wasn't really happy about it. I figured in season two, the inciting incident of why Jason become Red Hood was the stupid he falls out the building. I thought we were already at the stupid. But now you're like, yo, now we're gonna do what the comic's supposed to do, and then just immediately make him Red Hood. And what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> I just I'm trying to find like and, and I'ma watch it because I said I, I even said at the end of last season, I was pissed about what y'all did to Donna. But the fact that she's in the trailer, and the fact that obviously Donna Troy is always meant to come back because she's a freaking um, Greek tragedy in her own right, and it's depressing. Um, obviously, she's going to come back. But I find myself very much going, y'all get one more chance. And if this don't work, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do with y'all. Because freaking Hawk and Dove are literally the only motherfuckers that are on point for their casting, despite the whole yo, Hank and Dawn are banging thing. And I, like, it's very much like they're perfect casting and they're perfect in their energies and how they they are portrayed. But y'all doing the dirty is not something I can get down with because like, and, and honestly, I, I've been kind of waiting for them to off Hank. That way they can bring in Holly, and they still ain't done it. So I'm wondering if, if season three is going to be the time where they finally kill Hank. Because Hank's had it coming for a minute. They done turned fucking Aquaman from Smallville into a, a, a steroid Jack crazy person. Which, good, that's what Hank is supposed to do if he doesn't have actual superpowers. Good for you. But I'm very much like... These two are the only two that are keeping the show in line. And then Rose and Joey were kind of doing the good shit. I'm excited to see what Jericho and Rose are going to be doing as a part of the team now. Um, and then this whole Nightwing thing of like, now he's Nightwing and now he has to take responsibility and that Bruce is gone and he has to work with Barbara Gordon because of her being the commissioner. And now like Barbara's going to get in the way of him and, and Corey. And I'm like, oh, what are y'all doing? Y'all about to have the stand wars in here, and I don't know how I feel about the stand wars. <laughs> Travis. Well, uh, oh, the, stand Mary, wars, the stand wars will drive up viewership. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Dick and Babs and then Dick and Corey, it is some of the most brutal fan wars that I have ever seen. Yeah. And the thing is, I've ne- I never picked a camp. I'm very much like, I, I like them both. 
And honestly, and the, what was it yesterday on Twitter when everyone was like unpopular opinions about the, such and such character and yada yada? When Corey came up, I was very much like Starfire. I love you to pieces, but DC can't figure out if you're um fucking Lodell sex robot, your true self that we love, the fucking kick ass alien carrying super super princess, or just a fucking mess, and. I really need them to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with her character arc. Because right now, she's just chilling at Titan's Tower and Titan's Academy trying to like 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 ha, ha, like like be with Dick but also be a teacher. And I what, what, the, what in 2 weeks, we're definitely going to do a sit down and talk about the state of both DC and Marvel, but that's not tonight. So, but in general, I'll go ahead. Max, right? Yeah, Titans going to be on HBO Max because DC Universe is no longer a streaming platform. Right. So, like, it's very much like HBO Max, it has a lot of potential. But I'm very much, just from the trailer, I'm very much like, yo, you're rushing the gun right now, making Red Hood your primary antagonist, and then in the background having Blackfire be the, the season, like the big season big bad. And I'm just like, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like what they're doing, they're fucking milking it. That's what they're doing. I mean, they're not, they're not caring for it so it actually bears fruit. They're like, you know, draining it to death. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you literally killed Donna Troy last season in the worst way possible by having this literal Amazon lift a fucking crane or a, or a, like a tower, electrical tower or some shit to save Dawn, and then she just dies. You you want to know how she died in the comics? She went out in a blaze of glory fighting a Superman robot, and you're telling me she died from electrical tower? The fuck. Like, I even said a great analogy for that would have just been leave Superboy evil for like 10 more minutes and have him kill Donna. That would have been your, your perfect analogy for what happened happened at graduation day. And I'd have left you alone. But instead, you said, nah, push her out, push Dawn out the way and have her die to an electrical tower. And I was livid. So I'm very much on thin ice with Titans because... I'm forced to watch it because my, the biggest complaint people have about Titans is that um, there's too big of a cast and they don't know how to stick to a certain plot. Here's the, here's the, here's the, I'm going to let you on a little secret. That's the point of the Teen Titans. They literally have a fuck ton of stupid kids together doing stupid shit. That's the point of the Teen Titans. If you don't understand that, then you need to hop on a couple books. I'm, I'm going to send you some trades, and we're going to talk about it. We might even do a whole episode once the Titans Season 3 gets near. Because y'all need to understand that Titans needs time to adjust. They're just not doing their time to adjust well, is the concern. Travis, how you feeling? Travis? Travis. Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear now me? I can hear, now I can hear you. Oh, sorry. I was doing dad things. I missed what you were saying. How you feel about this about, about season three? Um I'm, uh definitely skeptical because they could have done, you know, a lot of other things. Like Blackfire, I think, is a, a step in the right direction. But the way they're doing Red Hood, I think, is a step in the wrong direction. Exactly. Um, because honestly, like they could like copy paste under the Red Hood for a whole season of Titans alone. 
even bring the dude back, like the the Resident Evil guy who played Batman, <laughs> for mm-hmm. that for that moment. You know what I mean? It it could be done. I, I think it's enough content for a whole season of Titans. But on that same hand, I don't know. Titans kind of leans into the melodrama pretty hard. So <laughs> to get into some real like hardcore dark shit, uh, I have little faith in it. Yeah, <laughs> even like their version of the devil wasn't like that. Yeah, dark. That, mm, like their their whole thing with Trigon that was very much like room to be desired. I I was a, um, hurt my soul a little bit. Like Trigon's supposed to be like your season three bad, not your season one. He's gonna like torture a couple kids and then get immediately bombed by Raven. That was such a cop out. Y'all wasted y'all whole season CGI budget on that one scene, and I was livid. So, hopefully... It was excruciatingly disappointing. Yes. Yes, that was a great way to put that. <laughs> also, um, the... the uh, Just, you know, everyone will have already seen it by then. The U.S. did not look stupid. <laughs> look, my dad's cremated remains are in my room on my bookshelf. He would have put himself back together and beaten me to death. If I didn't make sure that I went to get Victoria to watch the U.S. That's valid. Um, and a, a, a lesbian athlete was carrying the Olympic flag in this year, and I really wanted to see that. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's pretty awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Um, how you feeling about this Titans thing? Honestly, like, because I had you in my ear the whole time, and um, I, I just I don't really know. That I think the show is, it, it, I think it's just spinning its wheels at this point. Like, they didn't really seem like they had a direction in the first season. The first season was all about bringing the team together. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you had some really great character work. And then you, like you said, they stuffed Trigon in at the end. And then season two, while Crypto was easily the best part of everything. Yes. I mean, honestly, props, they committed to crypto. And like, he's even going to be in season three. And I'm like, yes, I love it. So honestly, they get props for actually committing to do crypto. Yes. But it's just, I think the show is having that problem where it's kind of lost its way a little bit. Because Anna Diop is kind of just carrying the show at this point. Like, in my opinion, in my opinion, she's been carrying the show out of the gate. Like, every little scene where they're like, yo, there's other black Tamaranians coming out to holla at you, and she's doing her thing. I love that. But, like, I'll I'll die on that hill that, like, Hawk and Dove, from a context standpoint and, from like, from acting standpoint, they're the ones are the most comic book accurate doing their thing other than the the whole their fucking thing. And then then Anna Diop's over here doing her best acting-wise to carry everything else. Yeah. And I mean, and it's really nice, and I'm going to go on my Starfire rant, because I, the Teen Titans cartoon, Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans Go is f- some of the funniest fucking comic book satire I have ever seen. Oh, yes. So I, I defend that show, like, and it's targeted to kids, but, you know, Teen Titans Go to the Movies is probably, probably one of the best comic book movies, just for the sheer satirical nonsense of it all. Still, I still think they, they robbed themselves of a good time by replacing Ron Perlman with Will Arnett. Like, yeah. you know how many funny-ass th- scenes you could have got out of fucking Ron Perlman being clowned by these fuckers? Like, that would have been the greatest shit, and you just gave it to Will Arnett. You, you lost a great opportunity there. 
but as much as I do enjoy the cartoons, I do think they kind of destroyed Starfire's character a little bit. Because, you know, comic book Starfire, up, honestly, up until, I want to say, the Palmiati connor solo book, is a very different character. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, with the cartoons, they went with, you know, the broken English, really bad syntax, haha, she doesn't know Earth customs, you know, approach to it. And while there is some comedic value to that with an alien character, or with an extraterrestrial, I should say, it's something that could very easily wear out its Vulcan, and I think it did. Because, you know, when they brought that same voice actress back to do Starfire for, you know, tying it back to Injustice in the Injustice game, a lot of people were very confused that she wasn't speaking the same way that she did in the cartoon. Well, no, they they brought they brought Carrie Walgren in because she had did the shitty New Fifty Two movies. She wasn't um, old girl from the Teen Titans show. She was the one who played Starfire in the two um, uh, New Fifty Two movies, and she fits the character well because honestly, she kind of combines comic book Starfire with derpy, doesn't understand uh, Earth customs, Teen Titans Starfire. She has a perfect balance of it where she feels like. Um, Freaking, um, whatchamacallit, like, like she's off the page, and it's kind of nice. So Carrie Walker knew what she was doing for Injustice. And, like, I do get what you're saying, but the, I feel like the cartoon specifically portrays Starfire is stupid. Yes, I will give you that. And that was never, Starfire is, she's very intelligent. Like, no, she doesn't understand Earth customs because, you know, she's not Earth, but she doesn't, you know, stumble around. I feel like what they did is they took the funny foreigner trope and just applied it to Starfire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's typically a comedic trope um, and they're presented as stupid. And it's really nice to see something closer to what Wolfman and Perez wanted, that, you know, she is regal. She is she's royalty. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what she wants. Like, and she doesn't give a fuck. A, yeah, she doesn't give a fuck, and she is not a character to be fucked around with. That, you know, she'd cut you as soon as looking at you. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that's not to say that she's cruel, obviously, but I feel like with Anna Dia, we finally get that truly accurate representation of Starfire. Yeah. But anyway, that's my typical Titan Starfire rant. No, you're valid. Um, Travis, do you have anything to add on the subject before we move on to the main topic? Travis, are you dead? Y'all be muting yourselves, and I feel like I'm talking. I forgot I had it muted again. CC's talking to me. Throw me the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the joys of reproducing. Yes, indeed. (laughs) You too can have one if you just incubate your semen in another human. All right. So we are going to go ahead and move on to the main topic. Now, I want to preface this by this is the one time I am ever going to do this for the sake of making a point. I will never roast somebody off of a social media platform to make a point ever again because A, that's fucked up, and B, 
I'm doing it because I'm tired of the gatekeeper bullcrap that we have been dealing with for what, um, specifically when it comes to Gators in Pro- in Providence in Providence uh, for the past six years. I'm tired of it, and it's very obvious that if you haven't if you haven't been watching the show or haven't been listening to the show for a hot minute, um, you have a gay guy, a lesbian, and a pothead black dude in the corner um, talking about nerd shit. Um, we don't give a fuck. Like, Mary's wife has literally called us the freaking, the, the drunk frat girl of, uh, freaking comic book shows. I don't give a fuck. So, you got me fucked up if you think I'm gonna let you come, come, come up in my, uh, freaking Twitter account and talk to me like, like you ain't got no sense. So, if you, if you peep my Twitter, um, if you can find it by uh, looking at the retweets from that, that Ian graciously provided off, off of the PTP underscore podcast Twitter account. You will see that, uh, as I re- referred to earlier, uh, someone had posted one of those unpopular opinion pieces on Twitter, and uh, down the thread, it had got to Jessica Cruz. And I had gone through the whole thing, said my, my piece about certain characters and whatnot, and I said on Jessica Cruz, and I quote, not direct quote, but pretty damn close, um, she has so much fucking potential, and unpopular opinion... Jeff Johns made a horrible mistake bringing back Hal Jordan from the dead and back during the pre-New 52 should have just given all of that character development to Jessica Cruz and just made her back then rather than putting her in a horrible universe like the New 52 because that'll be another episode, kids. James doesn't like the New 52 and he has said it multiple times. We'll get there one day. But in general... That was never a secret, yeah. But <laughs> but in general, I had said that Jessica Cruz should have been created back then. Granted, um, dumbasses like um, Van Skyver would have gotten more money, but at the very least, we'd have a character with some more damn sense and not white bread like Hal Jordan. And notice how I said white bread, because here's I, a... F- I, go ahead, go I, ahead. I do, I, I do when it says that EVS basically just drew her hand. Yes, he did. Which it's stupid that he's considered a co-creator for just drawing her hand, but I said it for the for the, for the fact of people but like, like Gators will bring it up and it's annoying. Um, I mean, he, he did partially help co-create the character. I think he also did some costume work, but oh, okay. so I mean, it is a valid thingy. But yeah, regardless, she's still being created by what we know now is too racist because Jeff Johns has been outed as a piece of shit, which that sucks because he made half of my comic book reading childhood, but whatever. Um, if you like, if you listen to what I had just said, um, before Mary like joined us in the conversation, because I love when she joins me in the conversation. Um, I had said that Hal Jordan is white bread and notice how I said white bread because two count them two motherfuckers thought it'd be fun to jump up in my, in my reply. <laughs> call and call me out for saying that I'm racist against white people for saying that um, I prefer characters like with, with actual depth and storytelling. Can, like, can, can, can I can I can I step in on some Captain Obvious shit real quick? Go for it. Uh, I just want to make it known that black people can't be racist. There is not a system of of oppression for black people to benefit from from stereotyping against white people in any way, shape, or form. There has never been such a system, and that needs to be made clear. Thank you. Because I was like, oh god, I'm I'm feeling really discriminated on this podcast, guys. Mary, (laughs) god damn it. Okay, now Mary, 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 Mary needs to understand that she's a wheat thin. 
because she's cooler than a cracker. No exactly. <laughs> I did that on a t-shirt. I did that on a t-shirt, yes. Um, but no, nah, I prefer characters with depth yeah. in storytelling, like Hal Jordan, like Jessica Cruz, like um, the new Green Lantern from Far Sector. Um, hell, even, oh, like Kyle, Kyle Rayner. Hell, even Ginger White Bread Douchebag himself, Guy Gardner has more character in his pinky toe than how white bread Jordan to the point that 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 literally Ryan Reynolds jokes about the fact that he never wants to play that character ever again because he was horrible and the production was horrible. So for the record, Hal Jordan is one is one of the worst characters in comic books because other than being from the Silver Age, white people have no reason to like him because here's a secret, folks. Hal Jordan is a legacy character himself. He literally wasn't even the first Green Lantern, and now he was preceded by a gay man. So eat my ass. But let's go further. I was said to be it, it, racist. Excuse me. Excuse me. As I sit here and fondle my Green Lantern ring that was signed by the creator of Alan Scott. Yes. Amen to my, that. Uh, my uh, wife's aunt, uh, my aunt-in-law, I guess you could say, got it. Got this signed back in the nineties. Oh, that's awesome! And, and she gave it to me Saudi Arabia. That's freaking cool. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Alan Scott's—he's always been my favorite Green Lantern. I'm—I'm I'm really jealous right now. So, you should be. One opinion, and one opinion that hopefully one day Jeffrey Thorne will come on my podcast and, and agree with me about is the fact that how Jordan should have stayed the fuck dead. I agree with that statement. I have held that a statement for many years because if anybody ever recalls that there used to be these big-ass uh, DC encyclopedias that uh, every once in a while that they would release, like they'd make a DC one and a Marvel one. And when they would release them, the original 2000s one just told you how Jordan was dead and that Kyle Rayner, being the amazing artist that he was, came in and restored the entire Lantern Corps by himself, and then became the entity of willpower, which was fucking because, cool. Because the Guardians are worthless. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Um, and, and Al Jordan died as he was, a white bread bitch, who literally said, my entire civilization is dead, my entire city is dead, I'm going to commit mass genocide, and then kill myself in a redeeming wave of glory. And then randomly someone in the 90s said, let's make him Spectre, which I don't even agree with, but whatever. Um, how Jordan should have stayed dead. Just like I, I always say that Barry Allen should have stayed dead. Because there is a point in comic books where progression needs to happen. We're going to start there before we even get to the racist side of this. Well, point. like, to be fair, and like, like to, as a premise for those who don't know, like... Hal Jordan is like Chris Pine white. Like Yes. Like that's you like you can't get more white than that. No. I feel, like I feel like that's offensive to Chris Pine. Yeah, but like Chris Pine knows he's white. Like, come on now. Well, but yes. like, <laughs> like it's very obvious that Hal Jordan was meant to be a blue collar army man that did his job and came home and was a freedom fighter. He did his job cool. He's dead. He should have stayed dead. That was the point that I was making. I've always made that point. John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Simon Baz, and I don't even like Simon Baz. Yeah, and Jessica, how do you not like Simon? I just like, 
I, the gun. I, I, the no, gun. not even not not even that because fucking what's his face and then and then the DC rebirth made him get rid of it. But like to like I just like I I've never read a good story with Baz in it besides the the Green Lanterns book from the new, the DC rebirth, and he had to have Jessica make him cool, which I thought was stupid. I don't know. I, I I'm not a big fan of Baz. I respect people who enjoy enjoy Baz because he's good representation, but I, I'm not a big fan of Baz. That's just me. Um, but. I respect Baz enough for the character that has been created that he's more compelling than how fucking Jordan. He doesn't, how Jordan has no character left to burn. When Johns brought him back, he literally had to tell the story around how Jordan, that there's new Lantern Corps, that there's a black Lantern Corps creating zombies, that there's a white Lantern Corps that can bring people back to life. Do you know what we could have did with that story? Put any other motherfucking Lantern in the middle of that and made them the harbinger of, of willpower, the harbinger of light, whatever. We could have had anybody else but how white bred Jordan. And that's not even me saying he's white. I'm saying he has no character to offer us because he's a character from the Silver Age that didn't evolve. He has he no, white too. He's white, but like in general, he has no character development left to offer us. And I hold this opinion for Batman. I hold this opinion for Green Lantern. I hold this opinion for Spider-Man. Because if you've ever heard me bitch about Spider-Man, and we'll get to that discussion halfway down the road here when I get to the Marvel side of things, Peter Parker needs to get the fuck out. I'm going to be 100% real with you. Peter Parker needs to get the fuck out, but we'll get to there in a second. So, I was called racist against white people because I said how Jordan needs to stay the fuck dead. And the thing about it is, I have this same wholehearted opinion about Barry Allen because here's a treat for you, folks. Up until about, what, last year when Jess Chambers, the awesome non-binary of Flash, came into the picture? The entire Flash pantheon, well, and then... um. DC Rebirth with new Superman. Um, the entire uh, uh, fucking Flash pantheon was white. White. They were all white men and women. Like, literally. Just because... And then, like, Wally's kids were part Asian. So, cool. But, in general, the entirety of the culture, the Flash dynasty was white. Just because the Flash CW show mixes in some melanin doesn't mean the, the comic wasn't white. So when I tell you that I prefer Ginger Wally West to Silver Age bitch-ass Barry Allen that has no character development to the point that they literally just took Michael Rosenbaum off of the JLU and gave him all of the development to Barry Allen, eat my ass. They, like, literally, Barry Allen had no character, like, whatsoever until they said, we're bored of Wally, we don't want Wally to exist anymore, we're gonna give all that sassy, scientific shit to Barry. What, Mary, am I correct in saying that? Like, I agree and I don't. Holla at me. Um, I, Barry and Hal, I, personally, I do believe that they had character. But I think that character development, that character arc, I think it was done. Thank you. I'll give you that. I think I think Barry's story culminated in his death in crisis. Yes. And, like, I mean, they were always going to bring them back because they're always going to bring any dead superhero back. Because the superhero market is driven by nostalgia. Yeah, sadly. And I'm but, very much... Go ahead, I'll let you finish. But, unfortunately, the nostalgia has taken over that the nostalgia is the precedent. Mm. And that it is the status quo. 
It doesn't need to be. Exactly. And I think that's the fundamental misunderstanding in these conversations, particularly with the people that cling to the white guy nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Is that the the nostalgia doesn't need to be the narrative. Now, historically, historically speaking, Hal and Barry have been important characters in shaping the DC universe. And most importantly, they have historical relevance. And I think I'm giving a little too much credence to their arguments here that, you know, if we're moving to legacy characters, more diverse characters, um, that all of a sudden these, you know, these white male characters in their histories become irrelevant. That is not the case. That's not the case at all. That those histories, those experiences, the the heroic and, you know, sometimes villainous actions that they have done remain relevant. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is a truly frustrating narrative that does have some point, some points and some merit, but like most conversations like this, it's just a dog whistle for racism. Honestly, because literally, when it comes to Hal Jordan and Barry Allen, their stories were over. I enjoy Wally West. Hell, I we're at the point... Where during Crisis on, or not Crisis, uh, Infinite Crisis and uh, Final Crisis, Bart Allen had become the Flash. We had progressed to a point where we were starting to move forward with Legacy, and Barry Allen came back and stopped all of it. And then Flashpoint happened, and the New 52 happened, but I'm not going to bitch about that today. Um, now, now that I've made my point about the Hal Jordan side of this argument, let's take a step across the water or across the, the country to the Marvel office. Now! 2015 was original sin. Then Mary, uh, like, was it what was about the time that original sin came out? Um, and in 2015, when original sin came out, we had well, 20, I, I, about, oh, 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 we had, the end ended in 2015. I was correct. Um, in that, in that storyline. Nick Fury whispered something in Thor's ear that made him drop his motherfucking hammer. And Thor Odinson ceased to remain to be Thor. He became Odinson, somebody who is just na- like named after the, 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 the progeny that he came from, Odin. He was no longer Thor at the time. Enter Sweet. Jane Fa- oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, excuse me, as my Swedish heritage cries. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, Like, enter Jane Foster, someone who had been a relevant character in comic books for decades. She was dying of cancer at the time, and she was proven to be worthy enough to pick up Thor's hammer and become Thor. Just like when, um, fucking Masterson took up the hammer and became Thor, and then later was gifted his own hammer and became Thunderstrike separately. She was given the, the, the title, as in, like, the, the embodiment of Thor. She became Thor. Not Lady Thor. Not um, Thor Girl. Like, um, there was a Thor Girl in the 90s, I think. Or something like I, that. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, not Throg. Or not Storm using Thor's hammer like Storm did in the 90s, too, which I thought was awesome. Um, no, she became Thor. Jason Aaron, who wrote Gore the God Butcher, which Christian Bale is going to play in, in a few months, he like Jason Aaron wrote that entire run from start to finish. He wrote one of the most critically acclaimed Thor runs 
in years, in decades, because Thor had become an irrelevant character. They brought one of the most inspiring indie, uh, aspiring indie creators at the time to bring in, bring him in and refix Thor because of the MCU. And he did that. And now it's to the point that Natalie Portman will be portraying Thor in the movie soon. And it's going to be fucking cool. But these motherfuckers are like, ever since she came out, are up in here like, oh, she's Lady Thor. Oh, she's she's Girl Thor. She's uh, putting too much estrogen in my Marvel comics, my SGW shit. Blech. Comics Gate was a mistake, folks. And we're going to learn about that today. Because Jason Aaron is a white man who just wanted to tell a good fucking story. Let's move down the road because she inevitably ended up dying from her cancer. Because fun fact, if you actually read the damn run, she was sacrificing her own life energy to consistently pick up the hammer and be a hero because of the fact that her chemotherapy would reset every time she picked up the hammer to the point that she originally picked up the hammer and became Thor every time she picked it up. As in, every time she would get chemo and pick up the hammer, it would be gone. She was constantly dying while having that hammer. And okay, but my, my hang-up with that is that I feel like that plot point doesn't make sense. Would, why wouldn't it just get rid of the cancer? You would think... I mean, like, I, I, I get, I, yeah, like, I get it for story reasons, but like, why would Mjolnir just not be a dick? No, but like, this is our first episode back in a long time, folks, and Mary's hot takes are still fucking up entire yeah, arcs yeah, for yes, you. They, yes, they are. <laughs> Love it. She's can, still... I, can I make I lo- a terrible joke? Go for it. My hot takes are so intense, they cremated my dad. <laughs> I had to put my beer um, down for that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm uh, sorry. But no, oh okay. God. Okay. So from I'm there. Sorry. You, excuse me. Everyone listening, you all have license to laugh. Yes. Um, so from there, um, Thor, well, Thor was the first of the New Age legacy heroes that have been of scrutiny by the ComicsGate community. We're going to we're gonna go from there. And we're going to back the fuck up for two of them. Now, Kate Bishop, who is now being played in the MCU in her own TV show that mimics the Matt Fraction run. Matt Fraction, one of the most critically acclaimed comic book writers of the generation. Um, she is now being brought to the big screen. And she was created in 2004 when Clint Barton was literally murdered by Scarlet Witch. She was murdered. Well, he was murdered by Scarlet Witch. So, there was somebody who was invented for the Young Avengers run that took up the mantle of Hawkeye. She was gifted Hawkeye's bow by Captain fucking America Steve Rogers. And she took over. You want to prove me wrong? Go read Jeff Loeb's Fallen Son, Death of Captain America, when Clint Barton came back to life and confronted Kate, and Kate Bishop aired him the fuck out. And it was hilarious. So, Kate Bishop's been around since 2004, and then when the all-new, all-different Marvel run came out and Matt Fraction's uh, Hawkeye had already ended, they decided to give her her own solo book, and she was immediately attacked by every motherfucking white cis male bitch in comic books for no goddamn reason. Her stories were actually pretty good. Like they were. 
an interesting point on the opposite side of the aisle. Go for it. Cassandra Kane. We we gonna get there. I wanted to make I wanted to uh, to address the, the the other like that in a minute. Okay, okay. We we but, getting yeah. there. We 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 gonna circle back to DC. But I want but but cool. they, they they brought up the fact that so I was ready for bed. They they, they wanted down. to bring up I'll the fact that I was racist me. against white people. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the white women real quick. So K Bishop has been here since 2004, and y'all wanted to be and y'all wanna call me racist even though I prefer that she is Hawkeye and Clint die. Or stop beat or retire because of what he had done. He had passed the mantle on to her. Then we have Laura Kinney, literally somebody who was birthed from a cartoon, X Men Evolution, and was brought into continuity. We have a whole episode devoted to her. Please go check it out. It's an amazing episode. And in that episode, we talk about the fact that Logan James Howlett was literally murdered by being covered in molten adamantium and was killed to the point that that shit encased him and he would never be able to use his healing factor ever again. And he died. He was dead. And then Tom Taylor, God bless that man's soul because he writes comics better than anyone could ever dream, created her run. We talked about it. Go check out the, the episode. And she became Wolverine. Mariko Tamaki, I love you. I know it wasn't your decision to make an X-23 book after Taylor's run, but then Jonathan Hickman brought her back to prominence as Wolverine in his X-Men run. She is Wolverine. She'll never stop being, being Wolverine. She is Wolverine. Two of those girls, two of those women, I'm, I, correct me please, those are two women, white women, who are legacy characters and have been written to the caliber they should be respected by all comic book readers. And you can kiss my ass, I'm not fucking racist. Now, we are going to move on to Amadeus yeah, you know what? Amadeus Cho, Miles Morales, and and uh, Riri Williams. I'll cover in one chunk. Oh God, I'm I'm having flashback to fucking Invincible Iron Man. Right. Um, Amadeus Cho. I'm gonna do it real quick. Amadeus Cho has been a character since I believe the '90s, to the point that his mother was a character in Age of Ultron, the movie. So he's good. He's valid. He was played by um, Taika Waititi in the Incredible Hulk movie, and it was extremely awkward. That was, wasn't that Taika Waititi? Oh right? god, I haven't, I haven't seen Incredible Hulk in years. That would require a Google search. Um, no, that was the teacher in, um, in Homecoming. That's right. He was the teacher in Homecoming. He came back for that. So, he was played by a white man. Extremely whitewashing, don't like that. But, in general, Amadeus Cho has been a character in comic books for decades. He should be respected by taking over the mantle of Hulk because what he did to become Hulk, he literally drained the Hulk power out of Banner, drained the gamma radiation from Banner, and took it upon himself to become the Hulk and created a gauntlet to control his Hulk energy and use it for good. Banner went off, went into a bunker where he didn't have to bother anybody and played Minecraft and lived a solemn life by himself. And then the motherfucking like holy baldness himself, Brian Michael Bendis, fucked it all up in Civil War II. We'll get there soon. Um, couple weeks. I'm gonna say a couple weeks because I want to cover Civil War II finally. Um, then we have Riri Williams. This girl didn't even get ten minutes on the fucking floor because she was at the end of the crazy era of people attacking diversity legacy heroes and was immediately attacked in droves. 
because of the fact that she was a black girl taking over the mantle of Iron Man. Now, granted, they kind of rushed it because Bendis didn't have no patience. And that was rough because Bendis struggles with writing black folks. And that, that's a proven trait. We know this. But she still didn't deserve the ridicule that she got. And now she's been written by Eve Ewing at such a high caliber that I love her to death. Fair, guys, fair. Guys. No, I, absol- I absolutely agree. And uh, I think the big narrative mistake with Riri was that she was too perfect too quickly. Mm-hmm. And that, that fault lays purely on the feet of Bendis. Yes. That I think, honestly, and this is not to disparage the character at all, and I'm very excited that she's getting a television adaptation, but yes. I think Naomi is what he wanted Riri to be. But my biggest problem with him writing Riri is he had to have a black man check his homework before he produced it. Which, that tells me right there that Bendis has problems, and one day I will discuss that with him. Bendis, you always have a, you have, always have a ticket to come on this show, and we will have a, an intelligent conversation. Now, that's how I feel about Riri. Love her to death. Um, Travis, any input before I move on to Miles? I think Travis... I think he's, uh, yeah, I still, he's, I think he's uh, still handling CC. Okay. Sorry. No, I was, I've been back. I just forget to fucking unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, any input before I move to Miles? Uh, I I liked Riri. I I just think her origin was kind of tired out. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. That now. Yeah. Miles Morales, half black, half Asian, ama- half Latino. I apologize. Wrong word. <laughs> I was I, I was thinking about Amadeus. My bad. Half black, half half Latino. Amazing character that he is. Miles fucking Morales has struggled to exist since his reveal in 2011. Um, and Bendis, I love you for creating one of my favorite comic book heroes, but you can't write black people to save your life to the point that everybody else who's written him has done better than you. And that's sad. Um, and I love you to death. Don't get it twisted. But Miles Morales literally struggles on a daily basis to be accepted by, com- by Marvel Comics, not even the comic book reading public, by, by fucking Marvel Comics. He literally was called Arachno Lad on toys for children for about seven years. Or they just go Miles Morales on toys instead of saying Spider-Man. Hate it so much. Um, even though he's been gifted the Spider-Man mantle by Peter multiple times, when Peter dies and comes back to life and then goes off by himself, whether Peter from the 616 universe and the Spider-Men crossover, which Bendis, those were good books, I'll give you that. Um, he literally has been gifted the title multiple times. And yet, we are living in an age right now where the Spider-Man Beyond event that's being written by Miles Morales um, writer um, Saladin Ahmed, Kelly Thompson, and some other writers that I don't know off the top of my head right now because I'm not, not able to have that in front of me, um, as a giant summer event where Ben Riley is taking over as Spider-Man again, Arf. and Peter apparently is going to die. Why the fuck in 2021 are you giving Miles Morales the, 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 the cold shoulder when he has been given the mantle of Spider-Man and has matured to a point next to Saladin Ahmed, which I'm not too happy about the, the whole clone saga repeat from Saladin, but I'll give it to him. It's, it's good writing. He's proven that Miles can be a capable character. The PS4 game, despite it being a side game, not a, not a sequel, which really annoys me, but whatever. 
the, the, the video game has proven that Miles can be accepted. An Oscar-winning animated movie that has been called the best fucking Spider-Man movie of all time has been shown to, that Miles Morales can be a good character. And yet... But, but, but white guys. But white guys. Because um, fucking cont continuity can't evolve. Because we need to have the white man be prominent in everything, right? It doesn't matter. And, because, and, and here was my biggest point that I always tell people who tell me that, oh, Miles has his own book. Peter can still have adventures, guys. Miles already has his own book. He has his own book. What's going to happen in 70 years when, when, if comics are still a thing and Miles is still waiting to take over the Amazing Spider-Man title and in walks Miguel O'Hara? We would have two other bitches waiting for Peter Parker to sit the fuck down. Travis, any input? Um, I'm sorry, goes... I love how daintily you said that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys are like on the Twitter feed or not. I'm watching. You're, 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 you're doing the good fight, but come back to the main part of the, of the episode while we're roasting them. Fuck this motherfucker right here. Like, what, do you, what do you think we're roasting them right now? Like, let's <laughs> your peace. It's just so insane to me. Because, like, on the subject of, like, Hal Jordan, for example, where it's like, oh, well, you're just a Jon Stewart fan because he's a black guy. It's like, I mean, that plays a part in it. Because, like, yeah, he looks like me. I'm going to gravitate to the characters that look like me. You know what I'm saying? Not mm -hmm. everyone likes to fucking, like, don't get me wrong. If I'm playing something where I can, I would love to deviate from the norm. Like, that's exactly. my shit. That's my shit. But, like, the norm in this case is in particular is fucking white dudes. Exactly. So, like, let's deviate from the norm a little bit and diversify and get more people into this shit. And so, like, the idea that, like, these, these uh, legacy characters aren't successors and... Because, like, they're people of color, they're not successors. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Right. It's fucking insane to me. Like, like it, Hal Jordan's whole thing, like, because Alan Scott was the first Green Lantern. But, like, canonically yep. speaking, Hal Jordan is the first Green Lantern core member on mm -hmm. Earth. You know what I mean? Yep. That means every fucking member of the core since Hal Jordan is in direct relation to Hal. It doesn't yep. matter what the fuck they are. And the fact of the matter is, we've seen these lantern rings, like, they're, the next fucking Earth lantern could be a damn, I, I don't know, a shark, or like a fucking hyena or something. And just, it would still remember, be a valid lantern. There's a squirrel green lantern for a reason. There's an entire goddamn planet. Of squirrels. Uh, uh, the, that no, is a no, lantern. No, a no. living planet, planet that is a no, lantern no. itself. Oh, no. It's literally a lantern. Anybody can be a lantern. There's literally so many people are, that are lanterns. I'm sitting six feet from one of those massive lanterns that you put the ring on it and it lights up. Like, I'm anybody. theoretically a lantern. Pretty much. Like, 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 if you recall, anybody can be a lantern core member, period. We live in a world where Scarecrow became a yellow lantern and Lex Luthor became an orange lantern. And Mara... The Queen of the Sea became a Red Lantern because she was angry about Arthur dying. Anybody can become a Lantern. So when I see motherfuckers that are like, you just don't like Hal Jordan because he's white. No, 
I'm tired of, of story progression not occurring. I'm tired of Bruce Wayne still talking about like, oh, I'm a rich white man with rich white man problems. And then I go punch people in the street because I have rich white man problems. And like, I, I get tired of it. The fact that we're living in a world where John really, God bless that man's soul, dug into the bowels of Batman lore and pulled out uh, Morgan Freeman's other kid to be Batman for DC Future State. And yes, I called Lu uh, fucking Lucius Fox Morgan Freeman. And don't don't at me. It's awesome. I would have been I would have preferred if it was Luke Fox or Duke Thomas, but I'll get over it. At least there's new Batman on the streets doing good work. The fact that we live in a world and, and it was so funny too, Travis, because in those replies, if you look deep enough, those guys thought it'd be funny to be like, you uh you just can't deal with the fact that you guys have your own characters. You can take all the all the white characters. You guys have black lightning vixen riffic and Okay. Bet, bet. Here's what I've been seeing, so. I think. Um, something like that. Um, I've been saying since it literally came out that is never canceled on the same scale that Black Panther will never be canceled now. Same thing with Batwoman, Batwoman had her book canceled because the fact that she is the, the big, like Mary, you know I'm right, lesbian ticket that gets people in the seat for reading Just comic books right now. Colonizer. Amazing. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like, like literally Batwoman sells because of the fact that she reaches out to so many people and give them hope. Same reason why Jefferson should have his own solo book. Dixon could literally lead the entire Justice League by herself. You want to know how I know? Because Dwayne McDuffie, the king of diversity, wrote it in the 2000s. And you know Mr. what fucks me up? The what? idea that, like, like the, the modern is in quotes. You know what I mean? Like, like, you said modern. Being a black man, you mean someone who's new and fresh. You know what I mean? They don't have to be black, but someone who's just fucking not Hal Jordan. Like, you know like, what I literally, mean? Literally, like I even said earlier, you can literally make the main book about fucking Guy Gardner's ginger pompous douche ass, and I would read it. But you know what? And you know what pissed me off the most last time I bitched about Hal Jordan a couple, like about a year ago, when people, when I was like, "Yo, I want John Stewart to lead the Green Lantern Corps. I want John Stewart to be the main Lantern of Two Eight One Four." Someone, some people were like, you know, he's had backup uh, stories in, in Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps where he leads the Corps, right? What did you, did, can you repeat that title for me there, bud? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what? I, think the, I think the big thing about these kinds of arguments is that, first of all, um, that they're not made to be one. Like, no amount of ponage. Oh God, I think I just showed my age there. A little bit, a little bit. It is ever gonna, you know, get these people to have a different opinion. But you know, these conversations obviously still have merit. But it's the internet, and like, discourse doesn't exist anymore. But well, and like but the thing. Yeah, but the thing is, it. is that the. The problem is, is like I said earlier, these characters' stories have hit the wall. It's, you know, it's not even just circling the drain. It's just a constant spiral that there's nothing really new. 
And we've seen that be a problem with Batman for decades, that he went from a noir, a somehow slightly more noir ripoff of The Shadow, because that's exactly what he was, mm-hmm. to, oh my god, the Joker has a, a laser made of nukes and that's powered by the sun, but it's also going to blow up the sun and only Batman can stop him. Like, yeah. that's the level of ridiculous that we've hit with these stories. Yep. And that, you know, oh. a, a standard, like, Batman detective story isn't going to be nearly as compelling because, Honestly. you know, what are the stakes of that? The last Batman Joker story that was actually fucking really good was literally the Joker robbing Bruce Wayne of his billions and using them against him. Yeah. yeah. If that's even, not, like, mm. jumping the shark... In some way, like jumping the shark with a hundred thousand fucking dollar diamond ring on it, like let's call it that. <laughs> and even be- and even before that, the le- the other good one was the story where Batman went so crazy trying to stop the Joker that Joker became uncrazy and ran for public office and put Batman in prison. Like yeah. that's the that's the level of storytelling we have to go to because stories refuse to evolve and go on to the next character. Oh, that's the that's oh, the biggest you, argument we have. You here. forgot the sequel where the Joker is actually a generational vampire curse that happens in Gotham because Bruce's family robbed his family in the fucking 1600s or some dumb oh, shit. That's weird. <laughs> It was very weird, and, and, and it was very much like dude didn't know when to stop. But um, it's very much hey, like he wrote it well. But when I put the whole arc on paper, it's like wow, this is, whew. <laughs> and it's like that's like beyond the fact that y'all dumbasses are trying to call me racist. The point is, the entire conversation is we want progression to happen. That's why Miles Morales should be the head of the Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man book. That's why okay. um. J- um, Jessica Cruz, or even fucking um, this new girl in Far Sector. I don't even remember her damn name, but she could tell an amazing story if given the chance. She's a, det- a detective, like literally like Batman should be, in as a Green Lantern, being a police officer for space. Good shit. Let me see some story around that, because Far Sector is a critically acclaimed book, and I love it. So, more of that, please. No more white bread Hal Jordan with no more stories to tell. No, no, no more no, Peter no, Parker with no James, more stories to tell. If you use those Green Lantern rings with canonic accuracy, you're just blackwashing a character. I'm sorry, what is That's that? how stupid y'all niggas sound. That's how stupid y'all motherfuckers sound. Honestly. Lantern rings go to everybody. <laughs> like, literally, like, 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 because they were even saying, like, the whole and, and, reason and Mary, the Green Lantern core, right? right. And, Mary, and Mary, if you look at them, those replies, they had the gall to bring up that old, that old joke that everyone loves. Uh, how would you feel if Black Panther was white? Not the same. Black Panther, his fucking canon lore is culturally rooted in Africa. Meaning, if you were to stick a white guy in any Black Panther role ever, it wouldn't make sense. It's literally developed behind his kingdom and his literal fucking lineage and bloodline. Travis, what if he was from South Africa? Uh, Then he would still be black. The white people in South Africa are colonizers, Mm -hmm. like the people implying that this is the case. Sorry, hang on. My brain just kind of latched onto this. That would be a really interesting Black Panther storyline. Is that if a white guy, if that a South African white guy, you know, tried to usurp it and, you know, use that to make a wider conversation about Wakanda 
And because, I mean, yes, Wakanda was an isolationist country, but it still probably felt the shockwaves of everything else that has happened to the entire continent. Yeah. So, I'm now, sorry, my brain, my brain always looks for the socio-political storyline. See, no, I, would also, be okay with, I would be okay with and, that, only on the basis that I know that that motherfucker is going to be killed. And look, oh, yeah. like, if John oh, yeah. Ridley I mean, wrote that shit, because he's like, yeah. And it's also a really fun opportunity to shit on apartheid. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and like if John Ridley wrote that shit because he's about to start taking over the Black, the Black Panther book, bet I'd love it. But no. Because I mean, the, the most widespread example of, you know, media shitting on apartheid that we have in the West is fucking District 9. Which, which is actually a very like, good film. There's also the Elysium, yeah, is. but that's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. And then yeah. there's Chappie, uh, same guy again. <laughs> like... Now, and I'm, and I'm going to end this on, like, a pretty solid note. Once again, folks, I know that these two dumbass Twitter accounts that have one follower and zero followers apiece have no relevance. I know that Comicsgate has crawled into its hole and, and is still trying to fester with their Kickstarters and trying to fund their own books so they can't draw women like, like Rob Liefeld. We know they exist. We don't have to support one follower and zero followers. Yes. Are you sure um, this is a little more personal, James? That's what I was thinking too. But in general, um, the point is that we know they exist. We don't give a fuck. We literally are going to continue to fight to have people of color in comic books, LGBTQIA plus people in comic books, women in comic books. Anybody who wants to make a comic book, who wants to see themselves in a comic book, can have their own book. Whether it be video games, comic books, anime, manga, whatever the fuck you enjoy, D&D, fucking uh, uh, video uh, James, games. Per- uh, James, if Green Lanterns aren't white people, that doesn't make sense. Kilowog is definitely a white guy. That's why he was voiced by Michael Clark Duncan, the whitest man That's to why he was right? <laughs> But no. Um... Okay, okay, I just want to say this. You know, I, I am a certified white person. He's a very I, certified white person. I, I, my ancestry is Scandinavian, the most certifiable of white people. I'm going to give you two a pass to be as racist as you want towards white people, even though that's definitely not a thing awesome. that you can do. Exactly. I mean, I suppose, I mean, I suppose maybe if you like went to Eastern Europe and like kicked the crap out of people there, maybe. I don't fucking know. Right, well, like see, if we're being completely honest, and I'm gonna piss off these neckers even more, white isn't a thing. Literally, isn't you're, you're, a thing. You're you're, categorized, you're categorized by Caucasian as the best we can do, but in reality, you're, you're, don't don't, don't bring the Caucasian thing. The caucus. Don't bring the caucus. Don't bring the caucus region into this. They Caucasian, like it's some dope ass shit. Like literally, you could be the whitest person in the mountains of Caucasus, and you still wouldn't be from Caucasus. You are from. Europe, you're from Britain, you're from Italy, you're from Germany, you're from Scandinavia, you're not white, and you're bullshit. You can't be racist against people who don't exist. Oh, no, so. they're, from their, no they're from their cousin father in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so, at the end of it all, folks, I don't give a fuck about these stupid people. I just wanted to make a point to talk about the fact that not only do legacy characters matter and the fact that progression needs to occur, that Bruce Wayne, Peter Parker, Barry Allen, Hal Jordan, Steve Rogers, because not only was Steve Rogers replaced by a white man, Bucky Barnes, 
He was also replaced by a, back, a black man, and both lost their shields and were given a side book called Falcon and Winter Soldier to tie into the TV show where they literally sat there and did spy shit and talked about G. We both miss being Captain America because neckbeards don't know how to shut the fuck up and enjoy progression. Because we used to live in a world where Steve Rogers was literally the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Bucky was Captain America. Y'all motherfuckers got tired of that. Y'all didn't like that. We had to kill Bucky in fear itself because y'all didn't know how to let progression happen. And then we tried again. We fucking, Rick, um, what was, was it Remender? No. I think so. Um, first issue of Sam as Cap. Wasn't Remender. Hold thought, on. Was it Spencer? Captain America 117. I have it on my shelf. I just haven't unpacked it. Um, Captain America 117. That's the wrong Captain America. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, freaking. I think it was uh, Sam Wilson. Was it Rick or Mender? I don't know. I'm blanking. It's late. Um, I'm going to find this solely to prove a point real quick. Um, do, 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 do. This book right here, because it's written by the same author. Because um, all new Captain America from the previews was written yeah, by Rick Remender. I was right. Rick Remender, a white man, wrote this book and gave the shield to, to Sam Wilson, where he literally drained Steve Rogers of the super soldier serum and, de and aged him like he was as Joe Biden in, in uh, Avengers Endgame. He, he, literally had, he literally had no super soldier serum left in his body and gave the shield to Sam. We tried progression again, but this time tried to make it more diverse. And you guys said, we don't like having a black man as Captain America. To the point that I have a vivid memory of a white man coming into my comic shop and cursing at me for having an N-word as Captain America. So, try me, bitches. I don't give a fuck. I will literally spend this entire episode roasting you because you think that I'm racist against white people for wanting not only progression in comic books, but diversity in comic books. I will continue to fight. And but both of these motherfuckers will continue to fight with me to make sure that anybody can enjoy comic books. That's why one of our most popular episodes is us talking about how Birds of Prey was an amazing movie that should be celebrated for, uh, for giving women a platform. Just like we are one of our most watched episodes is All New Wolverine because it showed progression in comic books and gave Laura Kinney a voice when she desperately needed it. And the fact that Logan was getting drier than a fucking um, sponge in the Sahara and needed to go the fuck away. Just like... That, that, that episode is one of our most popular? Yes. Oh, really? Shit, because I thought I phoned it in on that outline. Yeah, no, like, that's literally one of our most popular episodes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. So, we will continue to keep going. To the point that um, we're going to revisit one of our other topics where we're talking about the Ultimates. Where the Ultimates is literally a black man. I don't know. Two, two black men. A Hispanic woman from space. Um, a black woman. Apparently not anymore. Right. <laughs> a um. black woman. And one token white woman. And they go into space and make Galactus a good person and they keep fighting for good and it's amazing so we're going to continue to do this podcast and we're going to continue to, to, to kick butt doing it my name is james portis i say that everyone gets to enjoy comic books as my closing statement and that 
support your local comic book shop because in, in the land of Delta variant COVID, everybody needs help in this economy. Um, they should, they probably have a comic hub link. They probably have a comicsology link. They probably have a, um, what's the other one that I have on my phone? Um, the comic box app, I think it is. Um, the comic geeks app. Uh, your, your comic shop might have the comic geeks app as well that you can set up your pull list on and give them credit. Please do so because that will help them stay in business. Make sure you pick up your books as well, because if you, if you have a pool box like Mary and I and don't pick up your books, they, they will also lose money as well. So make sure you pick up your books. Um, and uh, Mary, what's your closing statement? I thought that has aired you out on air. Honestly, like, if an actual conversation was to be had, that's one thing. But this is just, I mean, never forget what these conversations are. These kinds of conversations from bad faith, honestly, I wouldn't even call them bad faith actors, just fucking dumbasses, is that it's just a dog whistle for racism. Like, because, you know, oh, not white people, scary. Like, and it, it's mentalities like this that why comic books have hit such a stagnant point where it's just the same stories over and over again. Amen. So, anyway. Um, Travis, what is your closing statement for this episode of, of Panel to Panel? Fuck those guys. Um, yeah, I have no eloquent words for that. Fuck them. And for those uh, gators out there who say comics are dying, last time I checked, mainstream comics are kind of stagnant because they don't know how to fucking tell a story with their universe to the point that DC doesn't know what's canon and what's not and Marvel's just kind of letting Jason Aaron do whatever the fuck he wants now that he's celebrated for an amazing Thor run and is kind of just doing whatever the fuck he wants but comics aren't dying they're just moving to other avenues web comics, indie comics with kickstarters, Amazon not Am well Amazon yeah because comicsology originals are a thing, image you know I, I don't like um, fucking Kirkman. Kirkman, well, I don't like his writing. I love him as a person. Um, Kirkman has gone out of his way to make sure any indie writer can have a platform of making image more of a success. Despite, Yo. like, I may not like the, the, the founders of image besides Jim Lee, or like the, 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 the main three, mind you. I, I don't like, uh, I don't like McFarlane or Liefeld because they're, because Liefeld's a fucking psychotic, psychopath and McFarlane just said, fuck Spawn, I want money. Um, Image Comics has become one of the best places for people, for comic creators to thrive. They have to upfront most of the money for their work, but we live in a world where Excellence, one of the most critically acclaimed black comics of the past two years, was able to have its first year of stories collected in an amazing hardcover that I paid for the Kickstarter, and I will be getting my copy in October near my birthday, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but in general, comics aren't dying. The, comics might just, just not be for you anymore, and you I can't accept that. something. Go for it. It's the fucking whitest thing in the world to fucking say that something is dying when you actively keep getting what you want. Yeah. Like, you know what like, I mean? Like, like, literally, yeah. yeah. Every time we've gotten some change, it's these motherfuckers that are like, oh my god, what's happening to comics? And then it changes back, and then the sales just fucking plummet because now no one wants to read the same bullshit. Really, honestly, like, like, of like Jason Aaron, God love him. I can't read your Avengers book because not only is it just kind of not for me, it's very much like you took what Mariko Tamaki did with her Hulk run and just kind of 
threw She-Hulk into a blender and said, no, she's permanently like a monster, when in reality she was trying to work through her PTSD of getting kicked in the face by Thanos. Like it's just Bruce. Like it's just it's just Bruce Hulk. That's all it is. Honestly, like and notice that. Go for it. I'll let you finish. I love Tamaki. I think she's incredibly talented, but I do think that Hulk book was a bit of a misstep for her. See, I disagree. I think I like. I like the premise. I didn't like the narrative. I like the book, but I hated um, what Aaron did with the, with, with, with the follow-up, where he oh, reg- like, where he regressed yeah. the storytelling and then just left her as a dumbass monster. And the story yeah, itself that's... was a great premise of, like, PTSD and dealing with, with, with what was going on. But then Aaron was like, fuck that shit, she's just Hulk now. And notice, neither of us in our discussion just now said that we have a problem with She-Hulk being fucking ripped and not sexy anymore. There's a difference, people. We're talking about the narrative. We're not talking about the fact- you, Who says that that's not sexy? Like About to say, like, who, who says that's... I mean, she went from please step on me to please continue to step on me. Like, yeah, maybe spit on me too. Uh, on it, like that, that, that motherfuckers like chicks. They can holler at you about that. But um, like, 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 yeah, like she's the coolest lesbian I know, and he and, and he's just fucking awesome. Like you can deal with either of them. I don't care. But <laughs> like at the end of the day, folks, progression needs to happen in comic books. Comic books are not dying; they're just stagnant. They don't know where the fuck to go because you have the white neckbeard fans telling them to stay the way they are when the the, the other like uh, people are saying move forward and if 70 years more go by and peter parker is still spider-man when miguel o'hara is walking in the door it'll be a sad day for comic books this has been panel to panel folks um don't forget you can check this podcast out on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, Stitcher radio spotlight youtube um amazon music and audible.com you can check us out on uh pandora and a couple other places Follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can um, also check out the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. And um, stay tuned for next week where we will be doing a, a, a memorial episode for an amazing figure that inspired one of one, one of our co-hosts. And she is the, one of the coolest people I know in comics today. So get ready for that fun time. Um, <clears throat> despite, despite her crazy ass jokes and we love her for it. Um, so... Uh, that's everything. That's everything. Everyone have a closing statement. So, yeah. Uh, peace out.